2008 or 9 or something. Yeah, and it was an old one. With that attitude is, yeah, icon. Icon. Oh, yeah. Love her. Who's next on your list? Oh, next up. Also, going back to the Libra party. Yeah? Off my chest. Why is there so much Virgo slander? Because <laughs> I have seen <laughs> J-Lo is firing everyone who is a Virgo in her team. And I she know. is? Yeah, I think when she was touring or some sort of production she was working on, she fired everyone who was a Virgo. That's so fucking funny, actually. I don't think legally is... No, (laughs) that's definitely illegal. Like, 100%. (laughs) Well, okay, here's the thing. I don't like Virgo men whatsoever. My Mm -hmm. dad and my brother are both Virgo men, so I have very extensive experience with them. And they Mm -hmm. always have to be right, blah, blah, blah. But Virgo women and non-men, I love with my whole heart because you guys are always so organized. I think you're creative too in a way that I don't think you get credit for like other signs. Um, Like Taurus, I feel like always gets all the creativity like praise, but I do think you guys are creative too. Um, I also think you guys are just really good at speaking. Uh, Like Davida, one of my best friends is a Virgo, and she's always um, very eloquent when she speaks. She has her own podcast. I feel like, though, with you guys, like, my experience is you're kind of emotionally avoidant a little bit. I don't know if that's your experience, but I feel like you guys are like my Davida. I will will not go Davida if I need, like, comfort and, like, care. She really will give me the harsh, like, here's what you need to hear, bitch, like, like, truth. And sometimes I don't want that. So I go to her for very specific emotional needs. But yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I get that. I get that. And quickly, the thing with Virgos as well. It's kind of weird because I actually don't like other Virgos myself. But really, in I don't really know many Virgos. I think in a relationship setting. So I don't really know many Virgos that are close friends of mine. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's one. There's one. One of my best friends in university. But um. The other Virgo I knew was someone I dated for a while and it just didn't, I don't know if two Virgos just clash, but it did not work out. I don't know. I need to read more into it. But um, in a romantic setting, I can agree Virgos are very difficult. (laughs) Very difficult. Yeah. (laughs) I've dated one of you guys before and it was fine. It was, it wasn't, I shouldn't say that. She was a nice girl, but interesting mixed bag, I'd say. Men, Virgo men, I don't fuck with. But it's so funny that Jayla did that. I fucking, that's so fucking funny. It's insane, insane. <laughs> okay, so my next uh, set, I went into like queer music. Now, Slay. I have three for this one. So I started off with Beyonce. Now, <gasps> if you yes! asked me like prior to 2021, I probably wouldn't have put Beyonce there. But the mm-hmm. Renaissance album was just it was amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. It is basically like a queer soundtrack. I actually yeah. went to see the film um, not long ago. And <gasps> How was it? It's so good. I have a bad attention span and mm. I was glued to it and it's a three hour long film. Oh my God. It's three hours long. I went at seven, nearly came out nearly 11. Like it was crazy because um, of the ads mm. and stuff. But it, I was glued to it the whole time and it like, it was good because it humanized her. It also mm-hmm. spoke a lot about um, her uncle Johnny. Mm. as well who kind of when she was like a child she grew up with she didn't grow up with um, uncle johnny because he was a lot older but she was always listening to his music and Mm. he was queer 
um, involved with the ballroom scene. And so that was kind of what inspired her album. And um, I mean, you hear it a lot. Like the album has Big Frida on it. It has T.S. Mm-hmm. Madison. It has a bunch of like queer people involved with it, but it's also inspired by a lot of queer people as well. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the album is a masterpiece, a masterpiece. It's, there is two albums. I'm not going to say the other album because it's so embarrassing, but this is one of the <laughs> albums that I can listen to front to the end, no skips at all. Um, yeah. And yeah, it, it's amazing. Jay-Z as well um, has also spoken a lot because Jay-Z's mother was queer. So mm-hmm. um, it's crazy. Like Beyonce and Jay-Z are like queer icons to me. Um, yeah. And the music's great as well. So yeah, shout out to the Carters. They just, yeah, love it. And yeah. then I also have, and this uh, also relates recently when I found out, but um, Winnie Houston. I had no idea. Well, I did know. I had known because I had seen like tidbits, but I think the Whitney Houston film, which came out, yeah. I think last year or it might have been a few months ago, it might have been this year. Um, but they went into detail about her relationships. And um, I had no idea. She dated a woman for a really, really long time. And the only yeah. reason it kind of broke down was kind of because she was getting this fame and it was kind of, it was seen as frowned upon by everyone around her. So she kind of had to move on, um, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But I had no idea about that. But also, like, disregarding that, say if I didn't know that, I probably still would have said Whitney Houston, actually, because I want to dance with somebody. I don't know if it's the same mm-hmm. in the US, but that's in every single gay club in the UK. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they be playing that at, at all the US <laughs> clubs, too, let me tell you. I, it's such a wonderful song, too. It's just, I don't know. I definitely agree. That's the same with the Spice Girls. Like, the two dated each other for years. And then oh. they had to break up because of the fame and stuff. But people never acknowledged them as a couple, even though they were very, like, you know, blatantly together. So it's just interesting how yeah. we just don't know about some of the stuff, you know? And I think a lot of people are still in denial and they won't accept yeah. it. I'm like, this is a film made by Whitney Houston's family. Like, mm-hmm. come on. And also, um, ah, her name escapes me, but the person who Whitney was dating for a long time is still alive today, still does interviews today and can attest mm-hmm. to it as well. Um, and so, yeah, I was just like, Whitney Houston is like a massive queer icon. Uh, mm-hmm. My last one for this one was Saucy Santana. I don't know. Oh, do you know slay. Because <sighs> Let me check. Saucy Santana, he did the Material Girl, uh, Walk Him Like a Dog, all of those. Um, oh, I know this person. <gasps> yeah. Oh my gosh, they are fucking fabulous. The reason I love them so much is that they're kind of, as like a very feminine gay man in the rap industry and mm-hmm. also doing really well. That's like, to me, that's just everything. Uh, yeah. Such a rap industry and the queer community haven't really like bump heads a lot, to be honest, even though there's mm-hmm. a lot of overlaps with a lot of people in there, but to just be like so out there, so queer in that industry, I was like, okay, that's an icon. It's like a more of an up and coming icon, but I think yeah. in like, come as they get bigger and bigger it's just gonna expand and they're also really funny as well really really funny yeah that's those are all good ones um so for me i'll just do my musical ones it was so hard to make this list too because i was like getting towards the end i was like no i haven't put any musical people in here like so i'll just tack on mine um girl in red 
who I feel like it's just enough said. Like everybody, be, there was like a thing I feel like during 2020 where it was like, oh, does she listen to Girl in Red? I think she's one of the first like contemporary like lesbian artists that really like blew up. Um, and I don't know their music. I love and just it's really impacted me i feel like girls that song girls by girl and brad i've just listened to so much i can't listen to it anymore um i'll listen to it occasionally but i mean enough said uh boy genius i think also like enough said like they're just awesome um it's like phoebe bridgers lucy dacus and julian baker they're like queer friends and they just like they're very intimate with each other like they kiss sometimes and they have a whole album about just like friendship and queer friendship and i really love in our community how i feel like while we do prioritize romantic love i really like platonic love and how i just you know like found family i think is a really big thing in the queer community and it just i just it really means a lot to like have that be represented and then of course muna one of my favorite bands ever they open for taylor swift they're all so fucking hot and they're all gay and so cliche but like they've dated each other and like i yeah they're just so awesome and they've opened for taylor swift and um i feel like they're becoming a little bit more mainstream now um but so funny my like 14 year old cousin saw taylor swift and muna opened for them and i was like oh my gosh like did you like muna and she was like oh like i don't know she was like they were kind of weird and i was like girl please (laughs) but um but yeah so those are my musical ones so Um, i love that i love that um the next one i went on to was like film actresses actors and I only had one for this one because mm. it was the first one that came to mind because I feel like um, there's so many I could list for this category. But I went with uh, Dominique Jackson, who plays Electra in Pose. My, on my list too. Oh, really? Yeah. Icon. Mm-hmm. Icon. I mean, yeah. Um, I know they do a lot of stuff. I mainly know them from uh, Pose and just mm-hmm. like various on Instagram. Oh, and also modeling. They were also in Ballroom. Their name was... Tyra, Tyra something. They yeah. Lona and Ballroom. So that's how I know about them. But I just think, again, so stunning, killing the acting game at the minute. Um, yeah. yeah. And, oh, the character Electra was just, oh, it was like probably one of my like favorite characters on like TV, probably just period, to be honest, because I don't think yeah. it's just like, like they they started off as a bit of like a villain, like very, very like reading everyone down and like, you know, someone you didn't want to mess with. But then you learn more about their story kind of growing up trans and th- growing up in their household, which was mainly like yeah. conservative. And you see them kind of get kicked out and kind of where they come from and why they are like how they are today or how they carry themselves today is because of their background. And everything's explained and is honestly oh, like I love mm. I just I, don't, I love it. And I saw. um. Dominique Jackson did a like a makeup video with Patrick Starr as well. And oh, like, really? Yeah, and like I think a lot of people saw the kind of Electra character and assume that Dominique and see them in the ballrooms and stuff, and just mm-hmm. assume that maybe she was just like a bitch, but she's not. She's actually really, really nice and like yeah. really, really down to earth. Now, if I look like that, I would be a bitch because I would be like, I would be oh, yeah. everyone. If I had the privilege of that face and that body, oh. I would be nasty, but she's so, so like down to earth. 
And yeah, I just, I love her. I think I'm just repeating myself now because I just think she's such an icon. Yeah, she's also done like a lot of uh, nonprofit work as well. Yeah, she's worked with nonprofit organizations such as Destination Tomorrow in the Bronx that provides outreach and services to the LGBTQ plus community. And I think that's really cool when like, obviously it's fun to have icons that are just, you know, iconic, but it's cool like when we have somebody like Dominique who really does like, has been through so much and also like gives back to their community. I think that's really awesome. And yeah, they just fucking serve. Like they literally like that one scene in Pose where they have that like dinner and those like white women and she and she goes up to them and she just fucking reads them. It's so Yeah. It's so iconic. It's insane. It's insane. So she's perfection, honestly, perfection. And I think as well, there was a petition to get Dominique Jackson to play, mm -hmm. uh, was it Storm? Or play like a Marvel character. <gasps> like, Storm <laughs> would have been so good. Yeah, thousands and thousands of people signed it because they're like, we need to see this. Um, mm -hmm. Also, I think I haven't watched American Horror Story in, I think the last one I watched was Coven, which was like season two or three. But I yeah. feel Dominique Jackson is in American Horror Story or is going to be in American Horror Story? Oh, fucking slay. But I haven't watched it in so long. I need to get back into it, but it's been like five years since I've watched it. But um, I think she's going to be in that, which is iconic. Iconic. Um, wow. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. she has been in it. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. She is in it. Wait. Mm. Yeah, it looks like it. I don't know. I hate when you Google something and it doesn't give you an answer right away. It's like, this is your job. Like, you're supposed to give me the answer. Um, amazing choice. Amazing choice. So, I next, my last two categories is Trailblazer mm -hmm. and then, like, the future. Fucking so, slime. Um, and I think Saucy Santana can kind of be in the future because they're kind of just getting started. But for mm -hmm. Trailblazers, I, of course, went with RuPaul. Um, I think RuPaul, you can... RuPaul, you can see kind of their beginnings on YouTube. Mm -hmm. You can see when they'll walk around New York City with like an outfit made of like toilet paper. And then you can see where they're at now, like countless Emmys um, yeah. on TV, like crazy drag races all over the world. There's like UK, Argentina, Australia. Uh, I don't even know where else. Philippines, Thailand. Um, and so like the work that kind of RuPaul put into kind of now like at the beginning to now and the kind mm -hmm. of voices of queer people that have been heard because of the work RuPaul has put in kind of drag race as a whole getting loads of different like um queer people like myself into drag like yeah I, don't know, I think they've just done so much there's endless things that they've done or the effect that drag race has had um that I just think yeah of course has to be a trailblazer the mm -hmm. other one I put uh a bit less well known uh, was a lady called Pearl Alcock. I think that's her name. Oh. I don't know. She's, um, well, she was a lady who moved from Jamaica to the UK. Uh, mm -hmm. She moved to London. And she, um, I think she left her husband in Jamaica and came to the UK. I'm not sure the reasons why, but um, she was a bisexual lady who noticed mm -hmm. that in kind of London, because this was the 70s, just to add context, there wasn't really any queer venues or anything. So she kind of turned her flat into like a queer bar. Wow. wow. Uh, for like black queer people. Um, and I don't think she's really spoken about enough. Um, mm. I think 
kind of went viral on TikTok not long ago. Someone talking about Pearl Alcock, but um, yeah, she created her own kind of like queer venue because she noticed in the seventies there wasn't a safe space, particularly for mm. black queer people. Um, and so yeah, I think that would definitely be. I mean, there's so many trailblazers that you could mention, though. So many, so many. But oh, hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. But like those two, Ripple and Pearl Alcock are like the two. When I think of trailblazers, who I think of. Um, so yeah. I, I think those are amazing trailblazers. I also have RuPaul on my list too. Cause like, like, I mean, just enough, literally I have as a no, I said enough said, like, obviously, you know, they're not perfect. I think that's with a lot of queer icons. Like obviously they make mistakes and they do stuff, but I think like you said, they've done so much for the community and I think they're so important. Um, so I guess for me, I'll do my two writers. So Audrey Lord like fucking of course like just a lesbian writer i i feel like she's blown up in terms of like our contemporary like audience um with just like all of her work and stuff and i i think she's just really important writer and i think she's just really important to like the queer community as well and then my other writer i had was i found out about through that book i read the lesbian love story um her name is Ruth Fuller Field, but she went by Mary Castle, which was her pen name. And she was an American writer known for writing The Stone Wall, which was the first known autobiography of a lesbian woman in the United States. And people oh. think that like her name of her book inspired the bar, The Stone Wall. Oh, iconic. That's so yeah. iconic. I didn't know that. Wow. It's so right. I didn't know that either. And it's so cool. And like, it's not like proved, but I, I think, you know, it, you know, we can maybe infer. Um, and, and too, it's so sad because like, and the author I interviewed who did this book told this too, that um, she thought she was the only lesbian. Like she didn't know that other people thought liked her. Cause it was back in the day. Like this was, I think back in the 16, 1700s and, or 1800s, excuse me. And it's just like, it's just, it's just sad, but it's also like, and then she found other people like her, but it's just crazy to think that, you know, we've come so far and I just love me some lesbians. What can I say? <laughs> They're just my icons. They're my icons. So next I went on to future. Mm -hmm. Oh. <laughs> this is quite funny actually yeah but I went with um I don't know what their name is kind of outside of this persona but do you know Terry Joe? I fucking love Terry Joe. <laughs> Terry I... Joe is a menace but I love it I love it um love it I think it's kind of like it's like a character I guess it's kind of drag to be honest but they, I would say it's drag they, yeah they go live I think their TikTok user is like psychotic. Keelon, Keelon, I think his name is. I think his name's Keelon. Um, yeah. Outside of the Terry Joe persona, but I mean, multiple personas. There's Terry Joe, who is like a country conservative. It's so funny, so funny. And then there's um, oh my god, there's like the the Beverly Hills, Paris Hilton character. Oh, I cannot remember, but it's like the second most popular character. Um. Like the which one? Oh, oh, the other one they do where they're like kind of like an e-girl. Yeah, I think it's like a Paris Hilton kind of mm. thing that they try and get inspired by. Um, oh, what is the name? I can't remember the name. And then they have like 
they have loads of different characters um mm. but they have like millions and millions and millions of followers on tiktok yeah which is crazy because outside of their persona um they are queer uh Elon identifies as a gay male mm-hmm. um but like yeah they just it's so funny and what i love the most about it um, not terrorizing straight people, but like they will terrorize <laughs> straight people because they will go in spaces that like any other queer person may feel uncomfortable or feel not yeah. welcome and just tear it up, tear it up. And it's so funny. It's so funny um, how they just kind of get into character and just put themselves in these really funny situations. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're one of like the most viewed like TikTok live people, I think, in the US or something. Wow, like that. that's um, awesome. It's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, and also that humor really reminds me of a lot of um, UK shows that I grew up with, like sketch shows. Mm-hmm. Where, I love um, sketch shows. Yeah, people would, and like mockumentaries kind of, like dress up as these characters and like, it just reminds me of that as well, which I think is just iconic. I can see them having like a Netflix like sketch show of these characters. I can see them like, they were in, oh, they were in something. They were in like a really like famous ad, I think. And I think they were in a music video yeah. as well recently. So they're just getting oh. bigger. Like mainstream, like pop music and like all these ads that, I don't know, it's crazy. And um, yeah, I kind of see them as kind of like the future. I mean, there's a lot. Mm. I was thinking also like Jojo Siwa as well. Yeah. I feel like Jojo Siwa um, is just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger because um. I don't know. I said this ages and ages ago. I was like, Jojo Siwa is going to be the new Miley Cyrus. I just see it. I see it. I yeah. see them like just coming out with more and more music. And then like, it's. I don't think Jojo's music at the minute is like the most popular. But for mm. some reason, I still see like a Miley Cyrus trajectory for Jojo Siwa. I don't oh, know for sure. I'm like predicting it. Um, especially because there was that time, and I don't know if it's still happening now. It doesn't really happen here as much. But Jojo Siwa uh in like the stores and stuff used to have like you could get Jojo Siwa like the little bows yes like all the merchandise yeah I don't know if it's as big anymore in the U.S. it's I don't really see it here anymore um but I just I don't know I just have a vision I don't know why I feel like that's a bit that Jojo Siwa is gonna be like the next huge thing I think that's really cool too to see like oh like Kit Connor, who is in Heartstopper, like, oh, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, he unfortunately, you know, was like outed kind of, but I can totally see him and the other cast of the Heartstopper being like future, like, I would say they're kind of icons already. Those were good icons. Um, I guess for the rest of my list, I have Catherine Moaning, Mooning, Moaning, who was Shane from the L Word. Um, oh, I just. Um, I've, it's, I'm actually like a fake lesbian. I've never seen like a full episode. Um, (laughs) gonna be so real, but I, I have the biggest crush on them. And I think it's so cool that like, while the show has its issues for fucking sure, I think it's really cool that like, you know, we have like a mask, like kind of butch lesbian who Mm -hmm. was just playing this character on this show and just being visible and stuff. And I don't know. I remember like watching clips of the L word when I was still kind of figuring out who I was in high school and middle school. And I, and just so it's just, it's just really cool. Um, Other people on my list, Billy Porter, a fucking course, like truly an icon. Like I remember during, I was with my college friends in my friend Claire's apartment and we were all talking about the Met Gala 
and Billy Porter came in with their like tuxedo dress. And I feel like that was the first time I had seen like somebody who, you know, male presenting, I guess, wear like a very feminine, also masculine outfit. And it was like, wow. It yeah. was it was like one of my first times where I was like experiencing like gender presented differently in like the yeah. media, I'd say. And it was just really like really stuck with me. I was like, wow, that's like cool that like they can wear that. And so and Billy Porter's just iconic in the ballroom scene and is also on pose. Yeah. I just think that's really cool. Um let's Love see. Billy Porter, because I so also cool. Billy Porter as well. They mm-hmm. like they have a platform and a voice and they use it to the nth degree, yeah. any mm-hmm. inequalities, anything, uh, they will speak up about it on social media. They recently did an interview in the UK, actually, about the strike. Um, mm. So, yeah, they, honestly, I love it when queer people also use their voice and their platform. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's yeah, Billy Paul was amazing. And that tuxedo outfit, I really want that remade because it's, it's so good it's so good um so they're on my list and then i have trixie and katya as like one entity because Mm -hmm. i just feel like i can't separate them i know that they're their own people but like i just they're so funny and i feel like they they're just so and i like that they're friends too and obviously friends like that have like a very professional relationship, but I just, they're so funny. And I feel like I've had my own friendships like bonded with people because of them. Like my, my, my two straight friends, Jasmine and Davida love Trixie and Katya. So me and Jasmine particularly will send clips of them back and forth to each other. And they just make me laugh. They're so fucking funny. Um, and I just, I just love them so much. Um, and that's pretty. Yeah, they are. The thing is, as well, is um, I have a niece who is 14, but she she doesn't really watch Drag Race. She's not really into it. She loves the I do drag, Mm. like, no judgment or anything. But Mm -hmm. she knows Trixie somehow. Wow. But knows Trixie just from, like, school and, like, peers and stuff. Um, And he's a massive fan of Trixie. And I'm like, damn. Like, they are, like, mainstream, basically, now. Like, Mm -hmm. because they had their own show. I think it was on Viceland. Um... Trixie has another show about a motel that she renovated on some other network. Um, Mm -hmm. YouTube getting like millions of views. Their makeup brand is now like available all over the world. We can now get it in the UK, which I love. I have the blush. Oh, oh, cool. Do you like it? I haven't used any of their makeup. So I think it's a bit like, here it is. I have it right here. It's so (gasps) stunning as well because when you watch Trixie's um, Mm -hmm. video on them, like makeup brand and everything, they said that they have a lot of people who design toys, help them with packaging mm. and stuff. And I'm like, wow, That's because obviously Trixie's brand is like Barbie. So having mm. a makeup brand, which is like um, inspired by like toys and things like that. It's so cool. It's so cool. But it's not like kids makeup in the quality. It is really good quality um, stuff. And yeah, I feel like well, that's another thing going back to RuPaul as well. Like RuPaul kind of gave the platform to a lot of voices to be heard, including yeah. Trixie Artia. And yeah, some things that kind of RuPaul has said and done, it's a bit like not something, you know, it can be quite controversial. Um, yeah. But I think it's kind of undeniable to take away the voices that kind of RuPaul yeah. Drag Race given to, such as like trans people and people of color and giving the platform as well to the icon that is like Trixie and Cartier, who are now like huge. Um, yeah. Yeah. I honestly, the R uh, um, program on Wow Presents, 
got me through lockdown actually because I'd already seen it yeah. all anyway I had watched it all from the beginning right to the end yeah. during 2020 so yeah. Um, yeah honestly we love that we love all the kind of queer people who are kind of exploding at the minute we love it yeah uh, well I think this is a very good list I think we had a lot of different people on there and I think it's really cool that like um I don't know. We I feel like there's just so many talented, wonderful, like really influential queer people out in the world. And I don't know. I I you know, I wouldn't be where I am without visibility and the people who've come before me. And so I think it's really awesome to, you know, just talk about this and just have fun talking about like queer icons and people who are just like awesome, you know. Honestly, I think that's the thing as well. When you are like a child or a teenager or whatever age, it's always good to mm -hmm. see someone who reflects yourself or you see yourself in. Um, because I think yeah. a lot of like, when I was growing up in the UK, like a lot of the people, there was like a small amount of queer people and like a small, really small amount of like POC people mm -hmm. like on TV and stuff. But yeah. now, I mean, it's not perfect and there's still a lot of work to do, but like, the names we mentioned and other people as well like it's just getting better and yeah we'd love to see them yeah well thank you so much for coming on the show i always have so much fun recording with you and um i just appreciate you so much and i always like seeing what you're up to so thank you again for coming on today thank you thank you for having me and this is like a queer podcast as well which is doing really well for itself in season five Thanks. so we have to give a shout out to that thanks um, yeah, thank you for having me it's always always a pleasure season one three and five now i'll be back for all stars <laughs> <laughs> well of course honestly that's not a bad idea okay slay well of course i know it's like so out of the blue i know i like never asked this question but like why are you happy to be here wow damn <laughs> wow why am i happy to be here to be honest the reason i'm happy to be here is everything we've discussed in this episode to be honest um seeing more representation seeing myself and more people that are kind of up and rising but not only the people that are up and rising but also the trailblazers and people that have been around for time so mm -hmm. i think that's why i'm happy to be here because we're seeing queer people thrive and yeah we love to see it Ah, oh, fabulous. Oh, well, that's all I got for you guys. So I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.